Let's discuss life, love, laughter, disappointments, the challenges, and how we handle all these extremes. For counsel, we engage psychotherapists, life coaches, religious men and women, moral cops, but importantly, we listen to your story. And just like what you're about to listen to, we do this every Wednesday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. on TV47's Morning Cafe. Well, we're just trying to deliberate and, and understand when was the last time I saw the doctors on a set. You know, we, we have some level of love that is way beyond. And so sometimes when they're not here, even if it's just for a week, it feels like forever. And so you will help me remember when was the last time we had the doctors here. I'm sure you must be asking yourself, what doctors are we talking about? You get to know about them in a few. But the favorite couple that speaks of, you know, how best you can keep your home together, how best we can make sure that the fabric and the family unit is, you know, put together. These are conversations that are pretty much important. And, you know, when you speak of them, they don't just, you know, uh, speak mostly about what happens in the houses. But no, we start from, you know, the basic aspects of relationships. As simple as you know, you are 25 and you're dating someone, you've got a fiancé, you want to have these counseling sessions before you get into marriage. It's important that we discuss some of these things. And you know, I love the fact that they are always open. Open with us to teach us on how best we can handle matters, but importantly, open enough to tell us, you know, it is not working, so you need to wake up, smell the morning cafe, if you would call it and maybe take the most noble step to make sure that you are able to protect yourself, preserve your life, your dignity, and the dignity of your partner. And so today, we speak of breaking up without drama. So it's true. There's that room for, you know, breaking up. It's okay. But uh, sometimes we say that even as we break up, is it always healthy? You can imagine how nasty it gets sometimes. You know, this person will just not get over you and they will give you a hard, hard time when you're having such conversations. So the doctors are here. Yes, the Kimanis, I call them Dr. Jane Kimani and also Julius Kimani. It's a pleasure to have you after a very, I think it's a very <laughs> long time. Karibuni sana. Today, but you are bringing uh, stories of, of doom because we don't like talking about breakups, but when there's need to. You have mm -hmm. no choice but to yeah. do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so breaking yeah. up without drama. Is there anything like that that exists? Unless unless the love never existed. Actually, let me say some things are just a good grammar phrase. Because uh -huh. there is no way. Yes. There is no way there'll ever be a breakup without drama. Yeah. Uh, number one reason being, breakups don't just happen because it is a day to break up. Mm. So you can say it is time for it's showering. Uh -huh. No, it is a day to break up. Yes. Marriage has ended. This uh, or, or this relationship has ended. There is something that leads you towards that end, mm -hmm. and whatever leads you towards that end has wounded you. Right. Because every time anybody gets into a relationship, they see the long of the long haul mm -hmm. of the relationship. There is a time investment. There is an emotional investment. There is a lot of investment, by the way, and you are not alone. Mm -hmm. 
It is you too plus the close friends, society. So there's so much in somebody's mind when it comes to breaking up and if there's their children in the picture. Mm. So we cannot say that emotionally you're so stable. You just like, bye, bye, bye. Not unless it is you who actually wanted the breakup because yes. you had a, an option too. Right. But for the other person, okay. clearly one person will cause drama. Clearly. Clearly. And there are those ones that will tell you, Doctor, you know what, Tulinyamaziana too, if you na kanyamaza ni kanyamaza, and that was it. Was there love there in the first place? You know, it takes two to marry, it takes two to divorce or mm -hmm. to separate. Yeah. So definitely by the time two people are coming together, there must have been something, there must have been a chemistry mm -hmm. that brought them together. You know, I, I, I don't like the, 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 you know, I find it so funny when somebody comes up and say, you know, me, I had not planned to marry this one. I didn't like this one. It was just a and one night. And they say it a lot. And, and, and they say it was just a one night. Yes. So that one night, what attracted you to that person that one night? Something. There was mm -hmm. a chemistry. Mm -hmm. So, but, uh, so, so I will say this. There's always that. There must be a chemistry that connected you two people together. Yeah. Whether you are sober or whichever state you are in. Mm -hmm. But, as we say, whether you'll find the, the dramas may have different degrees. Others are very loud. Okay. Others are just very quiet. But there's still drama. Drama, haikosi, kolanya, mm. hukosi, drama. Mm -hmm. But what we usually say, especially when it comes to marriage, we, we, are, we don't advocate for divorce. But at the end of the day, we won't stop it from happening because it happens. Yes. And it has been happening for many years. But we usually say when it comes to a time where now divorce has to happen, then you have to choose, number one, to do it in the most amicable way. Right, yeah. Because if somebody has decided to go, they have decided to go, mm -hmm. and they have made up their mind to leave, maybe there's nothing. You may delay it, mm. but eventually they'll still do Maybe. it. Yes. So for the person who has reached a place where you have to be left by, by the other person, then agree. Mm. And now look forward to now handling that life alone mm. and see how you can do it in the most sober way. Because there are times you fight, you fight and you spend like 10 years fighting mm. and you lose 10 years of joy and happiness because you're trying to hold on to something mm. that may never work. Right. So I say there are times you just lift up and say, I let go. How, uh, how often are you able to detect that this can work, that this we can save, uh, especially when it's nasty and, uh, you know, the dramas are on and one party appears, uh, appears like, you know, they really don't want to, 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 to put something to make sure. Because I have seen people who appeared like they would literally never come back together but they did. Mm. And that's why we usually talk of separation. Mm. Uh, I, I tell people, don't make a permanent decision right. at the spur of the heat of the moment. Because you may discover that what you are calling impossible mm -hmm. uh, and the problems that are such a big mountain, there's a time mountain to divorce him. <laughs> oh, okay. Like you really wanted, convinced that yeah. you wanted. Even him, you know, it's not me alone. Yeah. 
That is when you were two years married. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Actually, one year, one year married. One year was fun. Uh -huh. No, yeah. there was no fun. Okay. One year married, a lot of things had happened. He lost lots of jobs. Nini, nini. Yeah. So, you know, I was like, he, now this one, we can't cope. And that's where most people are at. Right. When you look at challenges and you think, ooh, I am I'm, I'm not cut for that. Mm. But you know, today we look back at the small issues because practically they are not too big. It was, and you know, I used to say we are mutually exclusive. Right. Us. Mm -mm. We can't blend. Why? Because his love language was different from mine. Mm. And I constantly felt like I was not being understood. Okay. Many people depart from very good relationships at such a point. Mm. And relationships that were actually not even intended to die because you don't have counsel. And if you make yourself your own counselor, somebody said, not me, then you've got a fool for a leader. Oh, yeah? Yes. Mm -hmm. And at that point, you're talking about the emotions because there was no infidelity. Mm -hmm, there was mm -hmm. no, no, nothing much. But you know that thing of you feel I'm not understood, then mm -hmm. him, he was feeling you're not submissive, whatever submission meant. Mm -hmm. And uh, so those kind of problems, I usually tell people, talk to somebody before you say, I go. Mm -hmm. Not I do, I well, go. Then in this case, we get confused because sometimes you're told that these are your own issues. And so please do not take them outside. Please do not speak to people about it. Please do not expose them to people. And so you get confused in here. Do I say it? Do I make them understand? Do they understand what I am feeling? Uh, would they advise me to? And you know, in most cases, when you speak to them, they won't tell you go. On fast instances. They won't tell you go. Yeah. I agree. But uh, the good book tells me in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. Yeah. If you want to be safe, you've got to be in the multitude of counsel. Mm. And I say this pretty often, you don't go telling the entire village, your workplace, and right. the neighbors. Mm -hmm. Some of them will actually broadcast it, and it will hurt you more than you think. Mm. Talk to somebody who you know it has got uh, a mutual respect between mm. the two of you. Right. It could be a counselor. It could be a spiritual leader who the two of you hold highly in high regard. It could be perhaps a Nyumba, in your Nyumbakumi area, there is one couple that stands out. So just go to that one. Don't mm. talk to everybody. Mm. And make sure you're not talking to somebody who will broadcast your issues. Mm -hmm. Because at times, we need a rational mind. A rational mind that is not burning like the two of you. Mm. A rational mind that can sit and listen to the two of you and say, okay, this is what's hurting you. We agree you're wounded. Because you never ever say they are not wounded. Mm -hmm. And this is what is the cause. Yeah, we agree there was a cause. But now how can we work it out together? Right. Then you get to the root of the issue. As a counselor, there are times you'll tell them, based on the situation and the frequency of occurrence mm. and the, the determination to resolve the conflict, if there is no more strength to resolve it, and perhaps it's violent, there is violence right. in, the, in the mix, or there is infidelity in the mix, or there are suicidal thoughts in the mix, we tell them, no, you need to separate. Okay. Yeah. All right, Dr. Uh, sometimes when a third party is incorporated, however well they would mean, mm. you know, this other party would feel like, you know, uh, you are bringing in another person who is misguiding you, mm. who is directing you otherwise, who is feeding you with information that you're not supposed to. And when we speak about drama, it is 
in most cases escalated to incorporate other people who are not part of this relationship well mm. not part directly uh, but then again we're talking about you know those ones that are indirectly say parents say family say what and, and sometimes like you rightfully put it the children and so how do we get to say that it's fine when we're going to others it's about advice it's about counsel mm -hmm. and not incorporating them to advisors otherwise such that it will feel like you know they later on you say you know you are the cause i remember there's a time my dad was telling me you know some of these things that you ask for counsel you need to be very careful especially mm -hmm. when it comes to matters relationships because you would make a decision and then later on you'd come and tell this person if it weren't for you mm -hmm. i would not have left that house mm. uh -huh. you know that's why we say if uh, if you're going to make a decision on anything then look for counsel from somebody who is sober, okay. from somebody who is balanced. Mm. Most what happens, we tend to run to people who have gone through the same experiences as us. Oh. So if somebody, you are, you are going through maybe a separation, you run to somebody who has been separated before. Mm. And so they reinforce actually uh, that separation. They tell you, in fact, I have survived through this thing. So you don't want to go fast to people who have gone through the same thing as you. You want to go to somebody who has got a good, outstanding look on a relationship mm -hmm. so that he's able to ask. Because I say, whenever you are looking for counsel, a wise person will first want to listen to both sides of story mm -hmm. because there's always two sides. And sometimes you may come and say, he slapped me or she poured hot coffee on me. And the first thing says, leave that person. But you need to understand where, where would somebody do those things. Mm -hmm. Probably there has been long uh, uh, conflict that has ended up to that particular level. So it is so, so important for anybody going through any conflict. It is easier to go to for comfort for those people who have gone through the same issues, but go for somebody who is, number one, doesn't know you the way, you, I mean, deeply. Yeah. So that when you share your story, they would want to listen to it in a very, very sober manner, uh -huh. objective manner. And somebody who is likely to tell you, I would want to hear the other side. Yeah. Now, if you hear somebody who is telling you at a stakuskia, that somebody may advise you on the, on the wrong advice. That's why you find in the courts of law, yeah. you, you will never find uh, a case without a witness. They want to hear two sides so that they can be able to make a judgment. Okay. Yes. Um, is there a maximum of what you can dish out or, you know, at that moment when you are on the verge of breaking and you feel like, you know, it's over and done, you can't handle it anymore and then you seek counsel? At this point, do you speak of everything that has happened? Because sometimes when you talk about relationships, the things that happen that actually are, are you know, are, are not even comfortable to speak about, uh, things that are a little bit dangerous because you'd be talking about your partner that you'd end up going back to and you know this would expose them in a very bad way and so to what level can you speak of uh, you know uh, the problems in your relationships as you seek counsel yeah now uh number one i understand when you go to meet with a counselor you're meeting a professional yeah it's like going to the hospital and you're having a boil a boil in a hidden place and you know they like going to those hidden yeah, places yeah, yeah. <laughs> you will not say how will I tell the doctor every place ab where the bo uh, about my boil? The, the doctor will ask you, where is the boil? Yes. you say, it's somewhere in my body. Mm. You just treat a boil. No, it they will want to see the boil and wifinye. Kwanzaa, you know, they squeeze it very well right. until it's all popped out. 
and then they dress it. Mm -hmm. That's the same thing about emotional issues. The reason why people don't heal emotionally is because they do not want to, re to show to people the where the boil is. Okay. They want you to generally treat the boil. Mm -hmm. But the moment you go to a counselor, understand you've gone to a professional. And that's why I say don't just go to a friend to a mutual friend, mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, this mutual friend will be looking at you and thinking, so I know this about this one. No, 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 no. Go to a person who you are done with today, and you'll see them when you have the next appointment mm -hmm. professionally. So when you tell them this person has this temper, and this person had threatened ABCD, you know this person is not um, emotionally connected to the whole situation, mm -hmm. actually is logically connected to the situation. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, uh, uh, we are not supposed to judge. And I tell people, when you come to a counselor, don't expect condemnation. Don't expect judgment. Mm. Expect help. Because if somebody says, you know, this man had threatened me with a knife, we have to deal. Of course, that is a very serious issue in the first place. But we've got to deal also with the reason, with, with, the, is with the issues of anger. Mm. Why is this anger in you? Or perhaps he does this and this and that. And you can see the root is stemming from anger. So let us deal with the root cause of anger. Mm. So when you deal with the root cause of anger, you get a more emotionally balanced person. Mm. So yeah, what I say, when you go to see a counselor, you need to talk your problem. Because okay. if you do not talk, again, they will not imagine what the problem is. Mm. And then you'll not get... Uh, the proper guidance because the only guidance we give is based on the information you give us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The information you give us is what we work with to try and help you. But at the end of the day, you make your own decision right. in life. Yeah. Okay, well, that's the hardest bit. And this has to be probably the hardest um, conversation we're holding. Mm. I know those moments when you even go online just to f see how, what people say about this. Mm. And you know, you're surprised on the questions that they ask. I'll ask a couple of them. It's just a revolving around breaking up mm. but you know you don't even know how a counselor then would be able to answer this I hope you guys will be able to mm. when someone asks how to break up with someone without feeling guilty uh, there is, there's some essence of guilt that comes along with breaking up and sometimes you feel like well let me not which is something that is not good somebody else says how do I how to feel better about breaking up with someone you know those are interesting ways eh? how to break up with a nice guy uh, excuses to break up with someone because yeah. people do bring excuses why did I break up with someone I love mm. you know those things how do I break up with someone over the phone mm. you know you just tell them go, it has happened yeah, I know of a friend of mine who was almost getting married getting married like it's all sealed it's all planned mm. and a phone call and you told you know what after thinking and rethinking mm. this is not working just that just that and so what? you know it comes with a lot a lot of questions how can i get out of a relationship without drama yet we all agree that there has to be some level of drama how do you break <laughs> up with someone without caring mm. you know how what is the rudest way to, to break up with someone? And all these questions are here. Mm. And people are confused because you march from this relationship to the next one, and it's a whole different experience. That mm. time. You know, there, there, there are two dimensions. We are looking at people who are probably dating for marriage, and we are looking for people who are probably in marriage. Mm. Now, for those who are dating in marriage, you know, there are times you sincerely feel you are just dragging alone, and this is not the person for you. And the worst thing that you can do is to spend another one year pretending that things are okay and you know very well that deep inside you this is not the person. Probably you found out something.
yeah. we usually say, if there is something wrong that you found with that person you feel like you cannot bear with, mm -hmm. you've discovered something and you find like your lifetime you cannot be able to cope up with it, the truth will always be the best. Right. No matter how you try to explain a breakup, it will never be nice mm. for the person who is being, <laughs> being left. Mm -hmm. So the only way you can do, try to be very nice, okay. but deliver the message okay. that I feel I cannot continue with this relationship. Most of the times you find the words like, give me time, or let us just take a break as I review a few things. You, it prepares the other person. Maybe as you are reviewing, you are able, that person begins to expect that he can be left or it can continue. Okay. But one way you have to, you have to communicate right. and you have to say it. Look for good words to say it, but say it anyhow, say it anyway, mm -hmm. not anyhow, mm -hmm. say it anyway. Now for, for marriage, uh, of course it can be very hard because you have lived with this person for many years and when you're coming together, you never saw divorce. Okay. You probably as a lady, you saw your, your, the day you'll be handing over your daughter in marriage with your husband. For a man, probably you're looking at the day your son will be graduating and the way both of you will be there for them. Mm. So, but now situations have come that you've got to part ways. Now, of course, that's where now you have, of course, the truth again has to be told. Assuming you have discovered now your husband is cheating and you cannot continue with them, and probably they could be there saying, I'll never do it again, but for you, probably in your heart, you felt, I'm, I'm, I'm done with this thing. There is no other easier way than just to speak the truth about it and let the person know that they need to give you time. Because at the end of the day, time allows somebody to, even the person who is being left, to start analyzing the way the other person felt. Mm -hmm. So just allow, that's why we say separation first. All right. Because don't make quick decisions before you are, before, I mean final decisions, before you have deliberated, there could be possibility of coming together. Mm -hmm. mm. All right, you know, we ask then why are we having this conversation uh, that asks how to separate with someone or break up with someone without drama, yet we all agree that at some point there has to be some level of discomfort that needs to be addressed. We come back and we ask the aspect of toxic relationship and toxic, you know, partners. Some of them could be narcissists, others are toxic. And so sometimes when you genuinely want to say that I am done with this, you fear. You fear for your life because it is more dangerous saying it than actually you staying there. So we take a quick breather, we come back and get the response on that. Dr. Jane and Dr. Julius Kimani are in a studio. So uh, probably Dr. Jane, then you'll tell us this. It is a toxic relationship. Actually, one party is extremely, uh, you know, um, uh, toxic. And so in this particular case, you are there. Probably they are the provider, say, in the case of marriage. And sometimes it's not even in marriage. If you speak to the girls out here, they'll tell you, the level at which they're being, you know, battered, the level at which they're being abused, and they keep it to themselves. Because Niaibu, how do you tell your girlfriends that, you know, this guy is, is, is beating you up? And it's happening. And so sometimes you have so much fear because this person knows you in and out. They know every single step. They know that at this hour of the day, Linda is on TV 47. From there, uh, by the time it's 10, maybe she's going to stay up until 12 and noon and then step out. So they know every move that you make. And so, yes, you are in a relationship, you're not happy. But the worst thing you can imagine of, you know, doing is to tell them that now I can't, I can't do this anymore because it appears to be more dangerous. 
<laughs> you know, fear on its own is a bondage. Mm. Fear on its own is a bondage. And what most of those people do, they inflict fear. Yeah. They inflict a lot of fear. You know, if you left me, and others even threat, I'll commit suicide. Yeah. Or I'm going to Utaniona. There are the photos I have I'm going to expose. Mm. You know, a lot of things in blackmail. And at times I ask myself, how long do you stay in a relationship based on fear? And how healthy is a relationship based on fear? It is a daily bondage. Mm. Uh, it takes somebody a lot of wisdom to talk to the person at a sober moment and tell them, you know what? I know I have perhaps not been the best person and I know this relationship has gotten to a point in me. And I know you have threatened me all this. There are times I tell people, make a report to the police station. Mm -hmm. I've already made a report that if anything happens, based on your threat, it is going to be about you. We have the law that deals with lawbreakers. And if the worst comes to the worst, take it to the police. Mm -hmm. Let him know Nisha and Kisha's statement. So if you want to do anything, know this is already done. Involve actually even a lawyer. Uh, I've had cases where people have had to involve lawyers who have had to write actually a, an injunction that you shouldn't, okay, of course, filed in court, you shouldn't be found 100 meters. Is it 100 meters? Mm. Yeah, 100 meters close to, close to, to this person. person, especially because of the house. The, the challenge comes in when there's a child in the picture. Because this man will say, I still need to come and see my child. So that is also worked on legally. Mm -hmm. So I tell people there are too many outlets for your help. You've got too many people to help you. You should not be in a relationship. You're just a girlfriend. You're being battered by this guy. And I don't even see why, in the first place, a boyfriend or China, even a husband mm. should lift up their hands to slap you. By the before they slapped you, you should have told him it's over. Mm. Well, the slap was still in the air. Why? Because you enable them. At the end of the day, some of these people end up getting married. Mm -hmm. They have enabled these men to batter them because they know I battered you and you hang on. Yeah. Mainly because the man is a bread is a breadwinner. Bread mm -hmm. And the girl feels like, wow, this guy has been supportive. And then these people have got a double character. They'll become so arrogant, so nasty, so violent. So the next moment he's on his knees. Mm. Baby, I'm so sorry. And by his gifts and smothers her with love. No, that's, that's a psychological disorder. Mm -hmm. He needs help. But as he's getting the help, also you get help and leave. All right. So just let him know you have done what is necessary. Okay. Yeah. What are the extremes then uh, that we can go to? And then... Uh, extremes on both ends in terms of saying well uh, this is not working for me this is not working for us this is not healthy but sometimes you just want to be very lenient and you know very you know um, uh, sober in how you're addressing this in how you're stepping out and equally when we're talking about the extremes how far can you take it in terms of saying it's a breakup it has to be nasty and all that what are the moderates that one should play with then you know there are people as you as uh, dr. Jen was saying there are people who will keep on threatening that I will commit suicide if you leave me. Others will say, I will kill you. Yeah. And we say, if, for example, you're in a country where there is war and you have been held, maybe hostage, and you get an opportunity to leave, you will not be going to tell the person who is holding you hostage, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Okay. You leave. Let them know that you left. Okay. Mm. Because then let them negotiate from outside there. 
And now, if somebody was holding you hostage and was treating you badly and doing all that, and now, for example, like some of, we've had cases where girls have been mistreated in some of the Arabic nations. Mm. And then you, you come here, then the same person calls you and tells you from now, I'll never treat you badly again. Then you and you yeah. saw the way they treated. You know, sometimes I don't, I have never understood, especially mm -hmm. for, for ladies, where somebody will beat you thoroughly, almost to, to, I mean, even to the levels of bleeding. Then after you've left them, they, they talk nicely and they whatever. And, and you, you find your back. way back. Then after way back, he does the same thing or she does the same thing. Then you leave and then you come back. I think you need to have a time where you, you make up your mind mm. because there's also a level of desperation. And I will say, sometimes we say kids, but even these kids are growing up in an environment which is mm -hmm. not okay. Mm -hmm. Seeing you being battered is creating more emotional destruction than when you are actually away. Some of the kids have been known to say, mom, please let us leave. We don't want this man. Mm -hmm. Or you hear some, uh, some, some kids are telling even, because kuna mama wabaya, they're telling their, their father, we don't want to stay with this woman any longer. Mm -hmm. Just leave her alone. Our mom is not okay. So I, I think we, you, you need to ask yourself, are you growing in that relation? Because in anywhere you are, kama uko, uko shule, mm -hmm. and you, you, have been, you, are, you have repeated class one, again one, you have repeated like four or five years. <laughs> you just need to now to realize maybe you're not meant for, that, for school or you change school. <laughs> now you, you are in a relationship. This has happened the first time. It has happened the second time, the third and the fourth time. And then you're still trying to think that this thing may work. No, I think we need to sober up when it comes to some relationships. And you know, there are some people who are so in love with being in a relationship, not being with a good person, relationship. Mm -hmm. Like there are people who are in love of going to America. Yeah. They can go there to do anything, but just to be said, I live in America or abroad, mm. the word abroad. Yes. <laughs> then they come back Maju. and say I was abroad, but yes. they won't <laughs> show uh -huh. you. So there are people in love with marriage. There are people in love with relationship and it is destroying them. I think it's a high time you wake up and look at it in a very sober way and step outside a little bit mm. and see whether this thing can work. Yeah. Get help of counselors because counselors can also tell you they are professionals. They can also tell you this thing will either be okay or this thing I don't see it working at all. Mm. But if you have a person, you know I've seen people, at least people who are willing to go for counseling. If you have a man who is willing to go for counseling, a woman willing to go for counseling, that shows that they could be willing to make up that thing. Okay. But you can't see any counseling. I will never go and sit with another man to cancel me, another woman to cancel me. Then that person does not need help and they will never change. Wow. Mm. Let's talk about words. And now that we say communication is very, very important. And so uh, this will determine whether, you know, the breakup will be slightly smooth or will be, uh, you know, extremely one that one cannot even handle. Uh, you know, one that will leave you with regrets, one that will leave you saying that you don't even want to see another man or you don't want to see another woman. What are some of the words uh, that, you know, can be friendly to use when you're saying that, you know, what nobly, um, this appears like it's not working and we have to say. Because sometimes you get to insults, sometimes you get nasty, and then you ask yourself, what is the essence of spending uh, five years with someone and then to come and throw words to this level? Okay, it depends. Number one, the person who is giving the words and wants to leave, are they leaving because they found somebody else? Okay. Because... 
The one who has found somebody else is, a, is talking from a place of comfort. Okay. Get it? Mm -hmm. And so it's from, a, it's from a higher level. And you can be able to even soothe, oh, I'm so sorry. Mm. You'll get somebody else. All those things are vain to the person who is hearing. Let me first tell the admonish the person who is planning to do so because even if you leave because perhaps you say, you know, I discovered it was not working very well with mm. you. Now I found somebody else. Already that's such a deep wound. Okay. There are people who express with words the wounds in their hearts. There are people who express with actions and there are people who express with silence. And most men will be silent. Most men will observe you. They're trying to internalize, especially if you just left them for somebody else. But if there was something happening, they saw it coming. Mm -hmm. Or even the lady saw it coming. This guy doesn't come home on time. He's away for the weekend. You've tried to talk about it. Nothing is happening. There's this lady who calls while he's still living in the house. He has no respect. He can even pick the calls while you're there. So this kind of a person is psychologically prepared because they saw it coming. Yeah. And because they saw it coming, when they are told, you know, I've decided I'm moving out with so-and-so, women, take it or leave it, will never say, hi, the yeah. first thing, let me tell you, is very acidic. Right. The first word, very acidic. And I can tell you, all the ladies the men move to, the lady addresses them with one word that I won't complete. Mm -hmm. In Kiswahili, starting with an M. And a M wako. Right. And so the man gets annoyed. But is, there, is it right for the lady to insult? No. But let me tell you, at times, those words will be perhaps the only thing she'll need to say. And I've said it's not necessary to insult. It would be the only thing she'll have to say. And then she'll feel like, it's okay. I gave it my best. Mm -hmm. But I tell people, when it gets to that, just swallow every word. Walk out. That's your honor. That's your dignity. In the years to come, this man will have so much honor and dignity for you, or woman. Mm -hmm. They'll be looking at the situation and thinking, I did this for her. And when things go rough on the other side, they'll be saying, I wish I still had that one. Mm -hmm. Honor and dignity is the last thing you need to walk out with. Wow. Yeah. All right. Uh, in most cases, as you walk out, uh, you say, you know, it's your fault. I, I doubt there's any person who says, you know, it is my fault and mm. I understand and I'm so sorry about this. And I, I know you deserve a better person. It's on rare occasions that you'll get that. And <laughs> even when someone says that, probably they're just not genuine. Mm. They're just trying to act, to act the gentleman or act the gentlewoman, if it's mm. all this such. Mm. Yeah. You know, let me tell you, there is no relationship that breaks that both people are perfect. Okay. There, there, there was something... Either that person felt like they were not getting something in that relationship. So there's always, if you look deeply, you'll find both of you at fault. Mm. There's something you didn't do in that relationship. You know, like when a, when a, when a vehicle gets an accident, um, uh, we, may, we may look at it and say, probably there was one person who was with, with fault. Mm -hmm. But if it is on its own, for example, it just, uh, the, the gears or the brakes, they just fail. Okay. Most likely, probably, you, the driver, lack to service it. So it's the same in the, in the relationship. You'll find there's something that you've done. We cannot say, like now, we've, we've been married for those many years. We've, we've sometimes uh, grieved each other. 
we sometimes may have an argument. Mm -hmm. We may not understand. I don't know her 100%. She doesn't know 100%. So there'll be somewhere you will be at fault. Yeah. The thing is, is to when now it has happened and it has come to a time when the person has to go on, don't sit back and keep on looking at your faults. Because now you've been left, you're wounded, and now then you sit down there and begin to look again at your faults. Oh, I should have done this. I should have done this. I think there are things you need just to look and say, okay, should I, I didn't do. So now, I will do better next time. Okay. It is like in being in school and you get excess. You fail, you fail, you fail. Now sitting down there and looking at all those excess mm -hmm. for a whole week and saying, oh my, I failed this, I failed this, I failed this. And you keep on looking at the way you fail. I think the best thing would be to look, I failed this. Let me make a correction mm. if I can. Okay. Then move on from there. Because I think that's the best thing that you can ever do. All right. I'm still on that aspect of uh, communication. And uh, Dr. Jean, as there are instances where we have said here, sometimes you have to say, let's take that break. And genuinely, deep down, you know that it's not a break that you want. You know that you really want to exit the stage. <laughs> how, how, how okay or safe is that for the other party? Because, you know, you also keep them gazing and hoping that you will rethink and maybe come back. Yet, deep down, you know that you have gone your way. And sometimes you disclose so much information in the sense that, like you have said, you'll tell this person is because of God and somebody else. Does it have to get to such levels? I mean, are there no ways that you can easily say this in as much as it would appear that it's a lie? Or better yet, just keep it to yourself <laughs> and say, you know what? It's, it's a goodbye for now. Yeah, I think the fewer the words, the better. Okay. Mm -hmm. The fewer the words, the better. Anytime. Mm. The more the words, the more the pain. Because especially men try to synthesize information from words. Mm. And so the more you try to say, you know, I'm just leaving you. Uh, it is just like leaving. Let's see if it will work out. But if you get somebody else, and you know that's how ladies talk. Yes. If you get fine. somebody else, it's okay with me. The moment somebody tells you that, I think there are words that now are commonly uh, agreed upon yeah. that communicate a message that is uh, actually comprehensive enough. If somebody tells you, okay, let's have this break, but in between if you get somebody else, it's fine. Already understand. Get a cue from the partner who is asking for the break. You can get cues. Mm -hmm. That is a cue to tell you, I am not interested in you again. Mm. Or if somebody tells you, I don't care where you're going to stay. I actually don't even mind anymore. For me, I want to go and look for my own space. I'm looking for me. That's a person who is trying to tell you, when you're with them, they've lost themselves. Mm. So now they're going to look for themselves. And when they find themselves, you're out of the box. Wow. Yeah, so there are words that people pick as a cue. And that's why somebody should also have, uh, you should have, a, like, how can I say, a support system. Mm -hmm. Somebody who, who you can talk to and tell, you know, so and so told me A, B, C, D. And you can tell them, no, look at this word. It's a cue enough to tell you. Mm -hmm. It's a polite way of saying, you know what, I'm not coming back. In fact, some will even say, I don't mind even if I find you with somebody, imagine I won't get hurt. Don't get hurt if you see me with somebody. That's already enough cue. Mm -hmm. This one already has their eyes towards a different direction. Mm -hmm. And they're preparing you in case you meet them. Don't, 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 find, question, it, don't, don't find it shocking. Yeah. Yeah, even you can go the same way. Others will say, let's have it as an open relationship. Yeah, and when people not get to that direction, you need to know 
I'm being told it's an off. Yeah. And so what do you do? Does it hurt you emotionally? It does. Because you had invested your emotions. Yeah. And even if this person had threatened to kill you, emotionally it still will hurt mm. you that it has had to come to an end. How do you react towards that? Don't start fighting to retain the person. Okay. They've decided to go. Let them go. Because even if they stay, they'll be away while with you. Their minds are away. Oh, yeah. What they wanted to do, they'll be doing it. And I've had so many cases where men come and tell me, you know, I told her I want a break. And so she's complaining that I've been away for a weekend. Mm. Uh, she should have understood when I told her I needed a break. So she shouldn't ask me who I was. As rude and as arrogant as that may sound, the man He's had honest. already communicated, yeah. I want you out of my life for a season. And this season for most of the ladies, and unfortunately the ladies will lose. Because mm -hmm. for most of the men, they will move on like very quickly. Most ladies will stay there in prayer, in faith, in everything, in hope. Hope against hope that they'll yes. come back. Yeah. Holding on to the shirt that was left. Looking at the shirt and almost having this carbon with that shirt. I feel like I'm seeing you, Joe. No. Nothing. I tell people, allow your heart to grieve. Allow your heart to separate. Allow your heart to go through the pain of the emotion. Mm. Don't try to block the pain. After it is said and done, look back and say, he made a choice. Mm -hmm. I didn't make the choice. I will get, I'll become a better me. Uh -huh. mm. Dexari, as you get to these moments and, you know, it's like the signs are out here and, you know, it's clear if he's abroad, he no longer communicates. If he does, he communicates once as opposed to thrice mm. like he used to. He is not telling you exactly what is happening. He's not coming home. Sometimes you hear that he's come to Kenya, he's not come to see you. Mm. He's come to Rwanda, he's not come to see you. And you still are there. And, mm. you know, there are times he will come and tell you, it's fine, it's, it's because I'm busy, baby. I, I, I still have you in mind and heart and all that. And so when the signs are out here, what are some of the things to say and what are some of the things to put into consideration, especially when there are other parties that are involved? And in this case, for instance, the children. Mm. You can say, well, I want this to be as clean without drama, mm. but you know, you go to levels where you say, don't ever contact me. You're telling them, don't ever contact me, yet there's a baby involved. Mm. You're telling them, you know what, uh, you, you can find somebody else, which mm. is pretty much unfortunate, like Dr. Terry says, yet it really hurts in a huge way. And so the words that you use and also actions that you take after this mm. that really can cost the both of you. Mm. How do you get to a ground where you say now moving forward, this is how we're going to work on the investment, this is how we're going to make sure that the kids are catered for mm. and you know in as much as there's going to be drama over time we hope that we get over this drama and become friends. I don't know whether people ever become friends. It's possible to become friends mm. and I, I say when it comes to a level now we're talking about marriage, divorce there's children. Now we need to realize that you cannot say never contact me mm. because these children don't have a choice and they need both of you yeah. so any decision that you're going to make as a couple when it comes to divorce you have number one mm -hmm. to put you and the children into the picture especially the well-being of the children how are we going to handle them because for them they didn't have a choice and when you're talking about children you see the family most of them, especially the younger ones, the family, they, they are not autonomous. They are not independent. So they rely on the family for support. Yeah. So when you break up and you leave and you suddenly tell that man, 
never call me, you'll never see the children, you have destroyed the lives of those children. Mm. So when you think about them, that's where you can sit down and say, can we make this thing sober? I, I find it so unfair for a man who walks away and says, you're trying to hide your wife by refusing to call the children. Yeah. She's, she's saying here, they need to talk to you, and you're thinking by not talking to the kids, you're hurting her. Huh. Yes, you're hurting her, but you're hurting those kids. And that pain one day will come into your life. Yeah. I usually say, think about it when you'll be seeing in the newspaper that probably your kid is now 20 and he's been jailed because of stealing. Mm -hmm. That's when you realize what you did when you refused to talk to them. Because they needed somebody to talk, they joined the gun because probably they were accepted by that gun. Okay. So I, I will say to this for anybody who is listening, and probably they have separated and they are using kids as their weapons of war. Mm -hmm. Please don't use the children. Let the children, let each parent have access to the, to the children. When they want to call them, let them call. Don't tell them bad about their parent. Because that, that child you are telling that your father is, is a thief actually carries 50% of DNA of that father. Mm -hmm. So most likely the kid may end up becoming a thief as well. So, if you so what do you tell them in this case mm. uh, if truly the father is a thief? And, and you also need to be honest with them. No. Choose not to talk <laughs> about it. No, let me tell you something. You can tell them your, your dad did something that was wrong. You know, being a thief, it could have been a moment. Okay. So he went to jail because he stole at that moment. But others come and they change. So tell them he made some wrong decisions. He made some wrong decisions, but he's still your father. Mm. You know that word, he's still your father. That is very important. Because I've seen children who have dishonored their parents so much. They have dishonored either the mother has told them so negative about the father, the, the, or the father has told the kids negative about their mother. Mm. And they come to a place where they have carried so much hatred. And I will go back to the... The, 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 the book, the good book, the Bible, mm -hmm. says honor. Honor is put value on that parent. Regardless. God chose those parents mm -hmm. to bring you on earth. So when you honor them, there's a blessing that comes on your life. So, but a parent, both of, as, as both parents, remember, let your children teach your kids to honor that parent who has left because that is the best way you raise these people. Otherwise, you'll put pain in them and that pain will affect them in the future. Wow. Mm. All right. Well, close it for us, Dr. Jane. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I will say if you can avoid breakups the best, but if it has to happen and there's a child in the picture, <clears throat> both of you put your differences together and remember you still need to be parents. Mm. And this child is not to blame for your problems, so don't cause the children to go through problems. So ensure the, parent, the child has enough of the father, enough of the mother. Mm. If you need to move on, I would tell somebody, don't move on while you're bleeding. Okay. Don't bleed on somebody else. Because at times people carry the problems of the past, they meet a new person and they suddenly feel like, wow, this is a person. No, no, take time and heal before you can say, I'm taking into another relationship. Because mm -hmm. you'll be bleeding on the next man or woman and it usually is not successful. Wow, rebounds. Mm. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Well, mm. thank you so much, Dr. Jane Kimani and Dr. Julius Kimani for the great insights. Like we have heard, it is in most cases not rosy when you're breaking up 
by their ways and amicable for that matter that uh, you know you can uh, try and exhaust to make sure that well it does not end that mm. bad mm. and now when you move to the next one you are a better person you have picked lessons from your previous ones and you know you're bound to make it even better it has worked it works for very many people and therefore you should not be an exceptional we close it at that but not in totality we are crossing over to the kitchen for a moment of tasty wednesday